0: Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding recovery podcast. In this podcast,
1: we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy
0: today's podcast episode.
1: Hello, guys. This is Buddy C. Welcome to the April 2nd, 2020 Tao Te Ching meeting for the Share Recovery community. I would like to welcome... Cindy, Kate, Marla, Tina, Rob, Paul, and Craig so far. How is everyone uh, Everyone doing okay with surrendering their fear? What mine does during this thing is it will go and then I'll have a little bit, then I have to surrender it and let it go and then go back to gratitude and that, you know that everything's good today. And then I have to keep doing that over and over and over again. I just wanna make sure before we get into the seventy fifth chapter that every everyone's in a good place. First of all. If anyone's not, let's talk about it.
0: <clears throat> this is my last meeting as being forty one. So you're having a birthday, is what you're telling us? If my wife lets me get to next Wednesday then yeah. So it's best possible. But I used to have a real fear of being getting old. When I turned forty I had to actually go away. When I when I turned forty, it's the same when I turned thirty, I couldn't face it. But I'm slowly coming to realize that there's pretty much nothing I can do about it. Except die. Then nothing you wouldn't get older. That's
1: that's not a good alternative, though. So you might as well accept you're just going to get old.
0: I'm trying to avoid that one.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. Everyone else in a good place? I just want to make sure because that's more important than the 75th chapter of the Dow. So if everybody's good, we'll get started. Kate,
2: you going to read for us, ma'am? Sure. All right. First translation. Why are the people starving? Because the rulers eat up the money in taxes. Therefore, the people are starving. Why are the people rebellious? Because the rulers interfere too much. Therefore, they are rebellious. Why do the people think so little of death? Because the rulers demand too much of life. Therefore, the people take death lightly. Having little to live on, one knows better than to value life too much. Second translation, when taxes are too high, people go hungry. When the government is too intrusive, people lose their spirit. Act for the people's benefit. Trust them. Leave them alone. Third translation, When people go hungry, the government's taxes are too high. When people become rebellious, the government has become too intrusive. When people begin to view death lightly, wealthy people have too much, which causes others to starve. Only those who do not cling to their life can save it. Final translation? People starve because the government taxes them to death. People rebel because the government tries to run their lives. People act like life is meaningless because the government takes everything they have. People who know how to enjoy life are wiser than people who value their lives.
1: Any comments?
3: Well, just in the huge theme of the whole down, less is more. Just yes. do less. Back off.
1: Those who do not cling to their life can save it. Hmm. That reminds me of the paradoxes. You have to lose your life to find it. That kind of a thing. Yeah. The weaker we get, the stronger we become. All of those type uh Yeah. Craig.
0: Yeah, just just without losing your losing your life to find it or what however it was put. I had to do that when I came into recovery. I had to lose the life I was leading to find the life that I wanted to live. Find the life that I needed to live, because the life I was living, to be honest, with wasn't worth wasn't worth anything. Um, I wasn't enjo- I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. Uh, so going through that, going going through leaving that old life, I've managed to get a, a new life, which is it's just phenomenal. It kind of made me. Derek Lynn picks up on this a little bit later on, but just just reading that passage as well, I, and we were just quickly talking about surrendering and letting go as well. I think. By letting go of the, the exercise, I've been in in the past year or so has been really trying to let go of more materialism, and by that, I'm finding that I'm still gaining. I'm still, I'm, am still having a better quality of life, uh, having less. And it's like Mala says, having less is more. Having less, of the material life is freeing, freeing myself up for more of a spiritual life, which, to be honest, with you, I'm really enjoying. I'm not, I'm not missing having to go out and. Chase all these jobs down and get all this money and do this, that, and the other. I can actually just relax and just appreciate what I've actually got. More particularly, now I'm finding that now that we're in lockdown, I'm really appreciating what I have. I'm appreciating the time that I'm spending with my family. I'm I'm appreciating just just being present. Louise is downstairs at the moment working, so I'm having I'm having to take more of a more of an active role looking after Callum. Um, for the, for the next hour, the playstation's babysitting i've dead-delegated that to the playstation but um he's been doing really well as well he's he's finding as well that that he's he's not having to go out and get stuff as much he can make do with what, what he's actually got at the moment so i, I think with kids as well it's, it's important to it's important to teach them that materialism's not what, what they can get more isn't isn't necessarily a right thing let's let's have a look at what we've actually got how can we use what we've got and how can we use that to better build how, how can we be happy with what we've got
1: your audio's messing up hmm I don't know what's going on you're back yeah. I think your internet just got like your internet got weak probably go ahead
0: yeah so what I was saying was Callum starting to enjoy what he's got He's not having to. He's starting to realise that he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to go out and get more and more stuff. He's already got all this, all, all this good stuff that he can actually play with. All the stuff that he can grow with. Uh, he's, he's dug out books that he's never looked at since he got them, and he's starting to he's starting to read them, and uh, he's starting to self educate as well, which is really good to see. And he's asking a lot more questions. He's, he's asking a lot more questions as to what what I'm doing in these meetings and what we're doing. So. I'm enjoying watching Callum developing that way. And it's good to see that he doesn't need all this stuff spent on him. He doesn't need all this money spent on him. He's got so much here that that he's starting to be appreciative of as well. Um,
1: Any other comments, guys? If not, we'll move to the Derek Lynn real quick. Because Derek Lynn does a really good job on this. Um, On the first part, the people's hunger is due to an excess of their ruler's taxation, so they starve. He says that uh, when we feel spiritually empty, it can be because we have overtaxed ourselves and neglected our basic spiritual needs. Overextended and mentally exhausted, we forget to feed the soul with inspirational sustenance. So he relates that to us personally, rather than to the personal government, not corporate government. So I thought that was really good, um, and my idea on that on the overtaxing, um, for me that comes from um, if I'm if I'm forcing myself, it shows up in my fear popping out as guilt, or if I'm demanding so much in a situation that I starve the light out was my note on that. You know that if I'm just pushing, pushing, pushing to make something happen, or to 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 or to, it reminds me of the the idea that it, that I don't have something that I want, or that all my disturbances come from, you know, my base fear of not getting something I want or losing something I have, and if I'm squeezing things to get what I should be looking within to get, then. That's what happens. I starve myself, really, you know? So I thought that was good. Y'all just interrupt me if you have a comment. Um, That second section where it says, uh, why are the people rebellious? Because the rulers interfere too much. Therefore, they're rebellious. He says that has to do with uh, that when we meddle in other people's business, life becomes more difficult to manage. Our excessive interference, makes everything complicated our friends become alienated and our relationships become strained and distant and that is so true when i stick my nose in other people's business that's exactly what happens um that's how he interprets that second stanza and uh i was thinking about that on a i was thinking about the road to hell being paved with good intentions <laughs> You know, where that those times that we enable people trying to help them when we're really not helping them or hurting them, those kind of let – me, let me unmute you, Marla. You're muted. Oh, Go ahead. I'll let you. I somewhere.
3: know. I'm a, I'm muted on purpose because I'm just kind of – I saw I'm your like, mouth
1: moving, so I thought you had something to say.
3: I'm just – I'm agreeing with you.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I like to hear it when you do, so uh, I like to be agreed with, you know.
3: <laughs> I'm shaking my head.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, that whole idea that when we interfere and, and I guess that's a good red flag for us that when we see, when we see people rebelling or we see people avoiding us or we start seeing that resistance, you know, I guess a good question to ask is, am I interfering when I shouldn't? Am I sticking my nose in something that's not my business? You know, that kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. I thought that was really good. I thought that was really good. Um, Then he says, on the third part there, where it says, Why do the people think so little of death? Because the rulers demand too much of life. Therefore, the people take death lightly. Uh, When the mind is overly greedy in pursuing materialistic indulgences, the spirit suffers. Life becomes an endless series of sensory stimulations devoid of meaning. It no longer seems worthwhile and makes us wonder why, I'm bothered, why I bother, why go on so that That makes sense to me. I thought Derek Lynn hit the nail on the head on on this chapter, which is which is not what I usually get out of his stuff. Um, you know Stephen Mitchell said that the best gift we can offer is the gift of the gift of independence in um allowing people not to be dependent upon us. That's some of what there uh, of uh Wayne Dyer talks about too Marla when we get there. Um and then yeah. the last one talking yeah. about uh not clinging to life only those who do not cling to their life can save it. Uh Derrick Lynn talks about to strive for living means to pursue well, no, that's that. Oh, as an emperor of your own life, you have a responsibility to be a wise ruler. That means paying attention to your spiritual needs and simplifying your life. If you have a tendency to meddle, you need to let go. Spend some time cherishing life instead. It is too amazing a gift to be wasted on other people's business. So I thought that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good.
3: That that is, I'm gonna lose my train of thought. But I'm thinking, uh, in my own, up in I'm all up in my own business. Mm-hmm. I rarely, I try not to be in other people's business as a rule, but all up in my own business of I shoulda, woulda, could haves and um, you know, how, how do I do this recovery? And uh, you know, I'm trying to control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's uh, the whole thing. I just make this analogous to helicopter parenting is when you're trying to control the child's every thought, every movement, what happens? You know, what, how, how does that child function as an adult? They can't, probably. So trying to control my thoughts, I can't.
1: <laughs> That's all. You know, in that clinging, um, clinging to life, um, I saw that three different ways that we do that. Of course, we do that in control, but yeah. we also do that with uh, attachment and resistance and force. All those things, the force would be the control part. That's all ways that we cling, you know? And I was thinking about the Dow idea that you can't grasp something new until you let go of what you have, you know, like the thing that's coming by you. And as long as you're holding on to it, the new thing you can't grasp because you you don't have no way to because you're using all your energy, to, excessive energy to hold on to something that it's time to let go of. So I was thinking about that and how that fit into this too, like you're talking about, Marla. You know, how do I just let things pass, have their season, And accept life as life is without uh, getting so attached that when it passes, I don't spend excessive effort to hold on, you know, whatever that is we're talking about.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob. So I like to go back to uh, a good source of philosophy called the rolling stones. And you can't always get what you want. And I I would say that I started figuring this out even before recovery. So it wasn't like recovery the that point when I stopped on June fifth. It wasn't like up to that point I was a complete complete train wreck everywhere in my life. I was, pretty much. But somewhere after three layoffs and doing the whole internet startup thing and yeah, I I figured out that the harder I worked the more disappointed I was and the less that I got. And there was some point in there where it was freeing just to go, you know, I'll just get on this boat and drift wherever it takes me. Obviously, I'm going to do something today so I've got food tomorrow. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. I wasn't like I didn't pay my taxes and I, you know, just spent all my money as I got it. But uh, there's something freeing about not being dependent on having to live for something that I don't even know why I want the stuff half the time. It might be the billions of dollars that the marketers are spending on trying to get me to buy whatever it is, or that whole lifestyle, but um, it truly is spring when I go, yep, you know, an airplane engine could fall off and smash my house tomorrow while I'm out of it or or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, it's like I, I'm gonna do what I gotta do to be a good human, um, and and take it from there. But man, I played that game though. I tell you what, and every every win I would get, I have got more sports equipment and hobbies sitting in my basement that you know I kind of got into and didn't finish. So um, anyway, I'm rambling. I guess my point is, even if you get what you think you want, it doesn't really satisfy the hole in the soul right so somewhere in between that and just be a good human live in this moment um is is the right way to be and anyway, i'll be quiet that's what i got you know rob I, I
1: am grateful that i did not get what i wanted many times <laughs> because it definitely was not what i needed so i'm right there with you thank you Kate. you have something.
2: So I'm looking at like the, that last, the last section like we're talking about. And in the last translation, it says people who know how to enjoy life are wiser than people who value their lives. And I'm thinking in terms of my addiction, when I was in my addiction, how I would have interpreted that would have been like enjoy life and who cares about dying. You know, I would have thought like, woo, that means I can party forever. And who cares about death? And now that I'm in my recovery, you know, I think about how I interpret that completely differently. You know, that would have been an excuse in my addiction. You know, if I'd read that, I would have thought that would have been an excuse to be completely reckless and not value my life. But now... I, I think I can appreciate now how when I read that I think about now it's more of a a responsibility to I don't I mean like how we're talking about it now mm-hmm. it's a responsibility it's a responsibility to take it as I I just see it in a completely different way um but the it is that about AK-
1: the ease that you used to have, though, when you were uh, drinking and drugging, you still have to maintain that same ease as far as, there's some elements that are the same. Right. And that we can lose in the middle. You know, like this idea of letting go and letting God, we, we have this idea that, you know, we had this carefreeness, casualness about life before. Right. And we to maintain this kind of casualness without taking everything so seriously and getting so uh, caught up in everything there. There's some similarities like, you know, reading the promises and, you know, alcohol did a lot of the promises for me. I, you know, I had a new freedom and a new happiness and all these other, you know, about half the promises alcohol did for me, you know? So yeah, I I see what you're talking about, but it changes because it means a totally different thing now.
2: Right. And I see it totally differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, yeah. Listen to the lyrics to this song. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'm going to do it again. Living easy, living free. That's yeah, something weird to do. Season ticket on a one-way ride. Asking nothing, leave me be. Taking everything in my stride. Don't need reason, don't need rhyme. That's lyrics to Highway to Hell. <laughs> But those are things, that's what you're, but that's the similarity in the idea of letting go, not clinging, except in that situation, we were using a substitute instead of what we found to be a more sustainable source for letting go, because that, that uh, source of letting go was killing us. Right. And it was just a substitute for the real thing that, you know, we've all found now that I say real because it works and it's not killing me. It's making my life better all the time, not for 20 minutes. And then the rest of the time trying to catch what I had the first 20 minutes and destroying all my relationships and all the other, you know, stuff, you know, does that make sense?
2: Yeah. And it kind of relates to the first section we were talking about with like starving your soul. Yeah, exactly. You know, The first in my old lifestyle, I was I was starving my soul. Yeah. In the way that I was living, but...
1: We were looking... Hey, how about this, Kate? We were looking for a way not to cling to life. Because it looks like, to me, maybe, this whole chapter's about learning not to cling to life. That's that's the action in this chapter, is not clinging. And all these other ways, maybe, the, the, the stances before are about false ways to clean, you know, false ways not to clean, rather, you know, like you were talking about. Right. Because if you're starving yourself, you're, you know, that's not going to last, just like we're talking about with drugs and alcohol. Yeah, that's good. Because we overtax ourselves spiritually and we, we do that through drugs and alcohol. Then if we try to control our lives, interfere in our life in the second one or in the lives of others, and the third part that we don't make life uh hard by desire, by over wanting. Yeah. That's good. Thank you, Kate. Yeah. Because all those ways are killing us, you know? Yeah. Anyone else got anything? Okay. Um let's let's go to Wayne Dyer, I guess, Marla. Let me get that open. I don't have that open today.
3: Apparently, I read this last week and highlighted a bunch of areas. Good. (laughs) 75th verse, living by demanding little. Um, The verse goes, when taxes are too high, people go hungry. When the government is too intrusive, people lose their spirit. Act for the people's benefit. Trust them. Leave them alone. This verse was intended to help the ruling classes and the nobility manage the realm. Understand that during the warring states period in ancient China, rulers used onerous methods to impose order on the masses. They tended to keep all the tax money that was collected from the people for themselves, flaunting their good fortune in the faces of the impoverished. Those who are overtaxed and overburdened would lose their spirit and sense of loyalty and ultimately rebel against the laws imposed upon them. The book you're holding in your hands isn't intended as a social commentary to enlighten political leaders who take advantage of their positions, although I certainly invite any of them to take heed of Lao Tzu's advice. Rather, I wrote it to help you apply the inherent wisdom in each of the 81 verses of the Dao Te Ching. So you're invited to change the way you look at assisting others to stay inspired and have contented and peaceful lives. Blah, blah, blah. I did underline the government officials, but if it's a lot to read. Um, how, about, uh, how
1: about that next little paragraph? You may believe that demanding more from those in your charge, such as your children, coworkers, creates more productivity. But Lao Tzu suggests the opposite is true. Demand little, he advises, and even leave people alone as much as possible. And the imposition of excessive taxation on the masses can have an uh, analogous component for you to consider when it comes to how you treat those you're responsible for leading. I thought that was pretty good.
3: This should be in our Constitution. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> how about this this uh this one here rather than demanding more yeah i, I underlined that, that one one? as well okay yeah. go ahead. i'm sorry I,
3: I didn't want to do that paragraph before that because it's black okay. blah, blah. rather than demanding more because you're older bigger richer or more powerful leave those you're in charge of alone whenever feasible trusting in their inherent wisdom to do the right thing overbearing taxing authorities create rebellion and chaos and you'll create the same unless you check your inclinations and reverse yourself by being less demanding rather than instead of more. Um, and then he, Wayne Dyer goes on to talk about himself and how he's handled his employees, et cetera. Um, but the, the following, what I did this one, the don't overtax yourself, Lao Tzu's reminder that excessive taxation will lead to a loss of spirit applies to you as well. If you weigh yourself down with excessive demands, you'll wear yourself out or develop symptoms of depression, anxiety, worry, heart disease, or any number of physical ailments. Give yourself a break from self-imposed pressures that burden you, allowing yourself plenty of free time to commune with nature, play with your children, read, see a movie, or just do nothing what a perfect time to read that little paragraph. You yes. Know? Because I know for me, I'm trying to uh, um, not fall into the abyss of doing nothingness, you know, of binge watching or laying on the couch. Or I'm trying not to fall into that abyss. And um, I'm pressuring myself mm-hmm. not to do that. <laughs> and so I thought this, this really spoke to me this morning. Trust those you're entrusted to lead. Don't continually monitor those you're responsible for for raising or supervising. Instead, develop a trust in your less experienced charges. They must be allowed to use their own minds, for they also have a destiny to fulfill that's orchestrated by the Tao. Isn't that so sweet? So demand less and encourage more as more, as much as you can, allowing them to pursue their own excellence and happiness. Your trust will lead to their trusting themselves and the wisdom that created them.
1: Cool. Thanks, Marla. Yeah. I was thinking about, oh, Craig, yeah, that's a good comment, Craig. Sounds a bit like attraction rather than promotion. Leave them alone and they'll eventually need you. Yeah. Let yeah. them find their own way, right? Yeah. 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 I was thinking about, for the time we have left, let's talk about more about this idea of not clinging to our life, and maybe the ways that we cling, the ways that we're uh, attaching, the ways we're forcing, the ways we're um, resisting, because resistance is a form of clinging too. So all those I, there's what translation in the Jonathan Star. For that last phrase, it is only those who do not seek after life that excel in making life valuable. Or another way to say that would be, it's better to do nothing for one's life than to value it. Or truly, not acting for life's sake is wiser than valuing it. it goes back to that idea of not clinging, of letting things come and go. Did somebody, I thought somebody had their hand up, okay. I was thinking about just all the ways, and every time I cling in some way, every time I resist, even character defects, when I resist a character defect, that's a way of clinging to that defect. Um, and any way that I push and try to force that defect, you know, it's interesting how in the sixth and seventh uh, step, those steps are submission steps. They're not real action on our part. They're, they're, there's a lot of willingness there because it says we were ready to have God remove all these defects of character. All we did was get ready, not cling to those defects anymore. And then the seventh step says, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. So we, we've asked him to do it, not us. So... It's more of this idea of surrender and letting go than anything else. So I started looking at some little ways in my life that I cling to things, and I'm not really aware I'm clinging to them, you know, little things. Um, Because I know if I'm disturbed, it's me that needs to change, right? And this is from the 76th page in the 12 and 12. The chief activator of our defects has been self-centered fear, primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. Living on a basis of unsatisfied demands, we were in a state of continual disturbance and frustration. Therefore, no peace was to be had unless we could find a means of reducing these demands or a means of stopping the clinging, right? That's what this whole thing's about, really, in
0: my opinion. Uh, Craig? Yeah, I think the good thing with step 6 and 7 is that um, it's one that we constantly need to revisit. It's just like the first three, admitting we're powerless um, and now willing lives over a a God. Um, a lot of people forget 6 and 7 because in the big book, and the, the 12 and 12, there's, there's not a like huge amount of material on it um but i think it's one of these ones that you, you constantly need to sit and meditate on am i willing to to let go of all this stuff that i'm holding on to what's the payoff for me actually holding on to it? and but why why wouldn't i want to get rid of all this resentment anger fear dishonesty i think that's um being able to being able to constantly do that keeps you out of yourself And know I, I think definitely looking at the, the when I can, when I can get rid of that, then I definitely have more time for other people. I can, I can let go of what I've got, and I can be more open and receptive to, to the needs and wants of other people as well. So if that's that's what I like about the sixth and seventh it's, that it's, it's it's something that I constantly need to go back to. If I'm if I find that I'm I'm, I'm holding on to these things, then it's a case of you know there's, there's there's some blockage there. There's something that's there's not there's something that's that's preventing me from going forward. And there's something that I need to talk about. Or there's, there's maybe something that's bothering me. There's something that's causing some, some form of disease that mm-hmm. I need to, I need to try and surrender. But what it doesn't tell us is how we do it. It doesn't tell us how we humbly ask and get rid of, how, how we humbly ask to take these off it. How do you uh, ask
1: anyone to do anything? You just ask, right? Yeah. That's all you do. Yeah. You're just available. You're will. It's back to that willingness again, Craig. I think it's all about willingness and I think six I've had it explained to me that six was about uh, our defects the things that were incorrect in our, the things that were hurting us that were in our life. And and seven was more about the things that we weren't doing that we needed to add to our life. So that was the why. you know, they he wouldn't use the same step, two steps to say the same thing, you know? So that's kind of the way I've heard it put. So, But both are really about being ready and asking, and then being willing. It's all about, it goes back to willingness. How do I not cling? I'm willing not to cling. I'm willing I'm available. That's how we learn to serve, is just to be available, is to let go, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Uh, Tina? And what we were talking about earlier with A Course in Miracles, how everything's based out of fear and love, that's what, once I started, I had to like write this down and think about it. Um, when we when I try to control things. It's out of fear. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I've been noticing in myself lately. Um, and if I can shift to a place of love, um, that is more, I, I guess, I don't know, because I, I justify myself and say I'm doing this out of love, but it, it's not of trust and surrender. Um, when the when, when the rulers interfere too much? It's like it's like preventing someone from hitting their bottom um, by trying to get in there and manipulate, manage, and control somebody else's life when that might not be the course for them. And for me, for with loved ones, that's a true that is that's surrender to my higher power, and I can't do that. I, have, I especially whenever my fears are high, I need to get in there and fix, manage, and control. Um, and so I, I do like the comparison to the six and seven, and just kind of let. It's almost like it's a hard thing to do, but with let nature take its course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which to me, it's just you know sounds sad because that's how I've always lived my life. Like, well, no, but I can do it. Get in there and change something. Well sometimes that's I can not do like so that. much better, right? I can do <laughs> it so much better. <laughs> I mean, what? That is a, that's, that's putting me as a prisoner in my mind if I really believe that because there's, that's not the truth, I don't, but I don't, I don't want that to be the truth because I want to be able to do something about it. Um, but then I have to switch and shift to a place of love if I want to try to help at all because that's really the way to get things done. Um, but, Tina, isn't that a form of clinging, though,
1: when we think that we have the solution it's so freeing to just let go of the idea that I know anything about what's going on.
5: And I remember that freeing feeling. I think I was in rehab when, when somebody said, um, you know, you're not responsible. And they were saying that to a, a group, you're not responsible for other people's happiness. Mm-hmm. And I, no one has ever told me that. I never would have considered it. I mean, from a little girl, it was my job to be funny and to distract and to make everything okay and to clean grandma's house so that she would be in a better mood, and, and I just felt like I could control everything, even, even good things, you know, and bad, it just, it's, it's exhausting. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders, um, which is probably why, I mean, you know, it's one of the reasons I drink so much because I thought I could do all those things. So it's very freeing to know you can't. And if you if I try to impose my will on somebody, like I said, I'm preventing their the natural course of action. I'm preventing them from hitting their bottom. I'm I'm getting in there meddling with the with the way nature intended or life should have its course. It's been really hard for me these past couple of weeks to realize that. Like I knew it logically, but in my mind and heart it was different. And I've never struggled with anything as big. None of us have.
1: None of us have. So that's uh, that's really good that our clinging, seeking to uh, control that we thought would bring us freedom really took our freedom away. Yeah. That's good stuff. Anyone
6: else? Yes. Terry, what you got, sir? Hey, good morning. Morning. I know for me, what what we're reading today and, and uh, some of what the Tao is doing for me—it's dragging me, kicking and screaming into the present, and and it's telling me I've got to live you know, now, and that you know if I'm, you know that part about three and ten and all is all about not living in yesterday, not living in today, but living in now, and, and when I, you know, when I look at something like I'm looking at today with this and they're talking about governance uh, myself, I go to three different areas of my life where I need governance, you know, self, others, and God. And so for me reading this stuff, I'm always trying to apply it to self, others, and God, all three of those areas of my life that I'm trying to find balance in. And um, that's what the Dow's helping me do. But, uh, you know, the, the the governance, you know, I mean, the, The others have a way of governing my others, you know, and, and, um, but at the end of the day, the government is right here, you know, it's itself and, and I can only keep that balance with God and others, you know, otherwise I get all screwy and, and being present, you know, everything I've done in my whole life has led up to this minute and, and, and where, how am I going to act now? You know, given what information I have. And, and what recovery is doing for me is it affirms for me that what I'm thinking now is correct or not and, and the more I can stay in recovery stay centered I can get a better idea of what the correct is for me And, and but I've got to stay here I've got to stay present I've got to be in the middle and, and you know I, I just love this now stuff cause it, it really does help me stay centered and, and like the they're talking about when I try to apply that to all three areas, God, self, and others, I can easily see where the taxes might be. If I spend too much time on my spirituality, that's a tax, uh, against the other two areas of my life, self and others. If I spend too much time on self, it's a tax against spirituality and others. If I spend too much time on, um, you get the idea. that um, So that's the taxes. is when I'm putting too much effort into one area or the other, and not finding balance, I'm I'm instituting a tax. I, I'm taking away from the others. Uh, so I'm um, I'm taxing the other two areas of my life about too much emphasis on one or the other. But and you know, of course, we have to you know go down these paths that that you know I I'd love to sit around and think about me all day, but I'll make me sick doing that. You know, I'd love to sit around thinking about God all day, but I'll make me sick like that. You know. And, and what the Tao is doing for me, it, it's showing me the importance of a present being present today. Now, you know, wh- wh- where am I at today? Yeah. And can I bring all three of those forces before I start, you know, in the balance of some sort? And I do that, you know, through the prayer and get on these meetings and, and staying in the middle. And, and, you know, I'm, um, listening to a tape yesterday about don't wait to be perfect kind of made me think about, you know, practicing in my recovery. I used to have to think long and hard before I'd make any statements in recovery. And today I, I can trust myself. I, I can let some of that stuff just flow. If I say something wrong, I can correct it, but I, I don't have to dissect, take apart every word that comes out of my mouth anymore because I am trying to live this balanced life, and, and so the more I do that, the more I, I can trust self to govern and and, and not to put too much tax on me, and, and quite frankly, I, you know, I walk in the present a lot happier when I'm balanced, and so I'm just trying to give you an idea of what, what I think when I look at some of this, and, and I don't know if that helps anybody or, or anything, but that's what it does for me. Yeah. Thank
1: you, Terry. Thanks. Thanks, man. Yeah, you know, that idea of just being free, and it's really freedom from ourselves, not, you know, not freedom from having to do what we want to do uh, all the time. You know, all that uh, not clinging just gives us freedom, gives us freedom. That's all I've got, guys. Anyone else with anything before we close? Everyone in a good place? All right. Well, we'll call it there.